0: All right, hey folks. Um, so we're super excited to uh to have you guys on here and out and now in this vibe. Let me just make sure my volume is down on my there. We go. Um and uh this this live tonight that we're doing, we wanted to jump in here and let you guys know what was going on. Um, um we have Rhea Leal, she is the founder of Father to Daughter Ministries. Um, she's a spiritual fit to have ever, but the topic is what had me. So a friend of mine, because I know I got to tell you all the details. A friend of mine, and um, uh, basically told me, you know, you got to check her out. I just met her, and so I said, "All right, cool." You know, I went on the website, and I found this blog, and the topic of the blog was amazing to me. Like, you know, there we go. All right, so uh, the, the topic of this blog was was super amazing to me of of, of uh, sex, but it, it's not just you know, the issue of sex, you know, stuff, right? We're not going to have that combo. It's, it's, uh, uh, having an unhealthy relationship with, I hope you guys get a lot out of this and we're going to open up the chats and all that good stuff. Like we always do. So if you guys need to ask, um, so first, uh, Maria, if you could just, uh, uh, introduce yourself, tell people who you are.
1: Hey everybody! So yes, um, my name is Maria Leal, and yes, I'm the founder of Father to Daughter Ministries. Um, I am a mom of two amazing children that I'm crazy about. I have two teenagers that I—they're the big biggest blessing in the world. Um, and I'm a recruiter for Steam Logistics. I have the blog, as you know, um, Father to Daughter Ministries.org. I also have a YouTube channel, Matters of the Heart with Maria Leal, you know, just addressing yes. those needs of the heart. Um, and of course, you can find me on Instagram um, and Facebook under the same title, FatherToDaughter.org. I try to make it easy for everybody because I want everybody to be able to find me as easy as possible.
0: I love it. I love it. So let's let's dig in. So, um, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the back. So, I mean, I could kind of relate. I read the. Blog and some of the stuff that it just sounded familiar to me. So I, I throughout this, um, um, but it, it it's the idea of how um, unhappy the relationship with sex can be. It's not just the having sex. So give us a little bit of background, like the blog that you. Wrote. So yeah,
1: so you know, I I had a moment where I just had to be honest with myself, which is why I titled it "I Have a Sex Problem." And let me tell you, when I, people did not like the fact that I titled it that, it was just like, what's going on? What do you mean? You cannot say that you have a sex problem. You're a woman of God. You're supposed to be a Christian and you're saying you have a sex problem, but you didn't read on. So it wasn't that I I have a sex problem, as I mentioned in the blog, it's not like I have multiple sex partners. One thing that I've realized and learned through the um, exploration of myself is that I learned about sex through trauma. I didn't learn about sex through love. That's deep. I didn't I learned at any other the only way I learned about it was through trauma. Um I was sexually abused um when I was a young girl. I I'm a I feel like, I feel like this is a platform where I can be completely honest Absolutely. and hundred percent transparent. This is
0: definitely that kind of platform.
1: I feel <laughs> great because I feel like you're not gonna learn anything, you're not gonna really accept anything until you're a hundred percent honest. So I had sex when I was, the first time I had sex, I was 13. And so I had okay. that, at wow. a very young age. And um, wow. so through having sex at a young age, being molested um, by family members, it was through a traumatic experience. You know, I learned at a very young age through multiple family members that you can get what you want through sex. You can have fun because sex is fun. And, um, you know, if you're lonely or whatever the case is, that's how you get it. You can force people to have sex with you and things of that nature. So yeah, everything I learned about sex was through trauma. And I carried that on through my teenage years, through most of my adult years. And I'm 39, yeah, 39 years old now. I wrote that blog a year ago. So I was 38 when I came to that conclusion. That I had a wrong relationship
0: with sex. crazy. So, I mean, here's the thing that that I want people to understand: like this can impact anybody. So, you can uh, occur, like you said, at 13. Like for me, I was 21. You know, like I was, I was mm-hmm. by normal standards. But we found ourselves in similar places in similar situations. So, th- this is the feel so amazing because you you don't know who has similar stories to to the ones that you have. And so I'll get more into it. Let's, let's, again, I, I try not to um, give y'all too much too early on. So I'm not going to say that we have. First question, uh, tell me what does it mean to have an unhealthy relationship with set the blog and I, I'm pretty sure the people that are watching are going to go check out the blog afterwards for sure. the link so that everybody has that um, and and share that with you guys. We're also going to send this out in our e-blast watching as well. Um, but, Tell me the first question right off the bat.
1: What does it mean to have an unhealthy Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I would have to believe that that's going to be different for every person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for myself, what did it mean to have an unhealthy relationship with sex? This meant that. Okay, let, let me even say this. You can have an unhealthy relationship even when you're married. Mm-hmm. I was married. and <laughs> Come on. I was married and had an unhealthy relationship with sex. What happened? I was giving sex away to keep him. Wow. I was giving sex away to, um, to say, Hey, I love you. If you want me, if you love me, you'll show me by having sex with me. Wow. You know, so that was my form of control. That's what that was. Sex was a form of control. Okay. And that is, I mean, like I said, I was 38 and, and I realized like, I am literally begging, begging someone to stay with me. And I'm doing that through sex. Jesus. And I'm identifying myself, my self-worth, who I was created to be through sex. Jesus. And clearly that's not how we were supposed to be. You know, sex is supposed to be in love. It's supposed to be intimate. It's supposed to be our deeper souls and spirits connecting. But that's not what it was. I was giving away sex because I was fearful of loss. That is not what sex is supposed to be about. And when you have a fear of loss and you give it away, you're giving your soul away. You're giving everything that God created you for. You're giving pieces of them away. And so I had to realize, why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, I was tired of it because Mm -hmm. like after having sex, I felt used. I felt betrayed. Uh I felt drained. I felt like literally after being done, I felt like a piece of me had left. Woo. So it everything. Was, so, yeah. And it was, but like I said, I had to just, I had to be honest with myself. I had to. And when I did that, that's when God started like pulling out things out of me. And it's like, whoa, I had no idea I had that problem. So many issues in life for me derived from sex. Mm. So,
0: because of your image, your history, because of the past. Yeah. Yes. Now, see, I felt deprived growing up. Never really, you know, like I said, I didn't. I'm one didn't really want to do it then. You know, had no desire to do it at all. You know, like I, I wasn't on everything else but that. Um, but that deprivation created something too. So have it early, and that creates something. Being deprived of it creates something as well. Not getting to experience again, it wasn't forced on me. It was my personal choice. Um, right. but listen, so I, you know, I, I like in the numbers, you know, uh, it's scientifically proven that women, uh, in their thirties, reach their sexual pain. That's when women get even more excited. They learn more about their bodies, their likes, their dislikes, time in that moment, the whole vibe. And so I got a divorce around what? thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two. Um, Um, And so for me, and we weren't having sex long before that time, sex with your spouse and and using that to keep, I just wasn't, I wasn't interested, right? It just wasn't a vibe. And so when the divorce occurred now, let's be honest, I have to be honest, you know, that's when the unhealthy stuff, I think kind of started. I, I think, again, if you take it back a little bit before what happened before that led to this, right? But that's when, you know... It, I, start, I think you said something in, in, in your blog about this or to this effect. And so you can feel free to, you know, explain what you're talking about. But it's the whole concept of, you know, filling, you know, voids, right? For you, you explain what you did with your marriage to keep him, And so keeping your husband really was a little deeper than that. It, that it made you feel a certain way, right? To keep them. And so that's the void. same thing. You know, like, like I, I would, if I had her back that day, I got to get some. If I had, you know what? Yeah. Like, you know, like, let's be honest yes. about it. It's a healing. If that part, if, if somebody made me, if work was rough today, I got to get some. If whatever. And and it became unhealthy because yeah. I was looking me. That was therapeutic at that point. Yes. Right. Rather than looking to who I should have been looking for. Let's dig into that. Uh, what led to you noticing? Um, that you had an unhealthy relationship, started revealing to you what got you to that point?
1: Because I don't think I've ever revealed this before, but I'm just going to say it. (laughs)
0: Come on, let it out.
1: So I didn't realize it until I was, um, having sex with my ex-husband, hoping that he would realize what he lost. Woo. So I was trying to validate myself. Yeah, I was using sex. I was trying to have sex with him to feel validated, and and I was like I said, I came to the aha, but it wasn't until I started learning how to meditate. I said I learning uh-huh. how to sit with myself and sit with the Holy Spirit and uh, be quiet, and allow God to speak to me, and. He started pointing the things that I've already talked about, you know, as far as far as feeling validated and using it in fear Mm -hmm. and control and things like that. Like, it's because I started meditating and started going deeper into my wounds. I didn't I didn't want to just hit the top layer. Yeah, I got to get deep with this. You know, I've got to get deep with this. And I had to realize that, Okay, Maria, your job is a teacher. That's my spiritual gift, right? That's I'm a teacher. If I'm going to teach anybody anything, number one, I'm going to teach my daughter. I'm going to teach my son. Those are my two first ones that I'm going to teach, right? But I know I'm purpose here. I know my place here is to teach. I cannot teach anybody anything if I'm not honest with myself, if I don't allow vulnerability between me and God, you know, if I don't allow him to open up those parts, but yeah, I noticed it when he would get, when he would miss me, mm-hmm. he was missing sex. He didn't miss yep. me, the person. See, that was the thing. Like yep. I realized, like I'm giving away my body. This is my temple. Gosh. I'm giving away my spirit. Like I'm giving those parts of weight. And it's like, for what? This person is making it You aren't getting fair. anything in return. Exactly. I'm still empty, like the woman at the well. I'm Ooh, leaving something. coming long. back to emptiness. Oh that and part. it's like I'm done with it. You know, it's
0: just like it's just I just hit a peak, and I'm just like I'm done. Jesus, I told you it was therapeutic for me. So for me, it it was the not getting it. So you know, let's be honest. You do the single thing. You know, you you got you know who to call for what who was going to answer whatever. <laughs> And, and I was trying to be nice, you know, and, 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 you know, swear and, and the whole nine and, you know, one, it was like, I got to have it. So it's been a little bit like, like, and then if I didn't, my mood was messed up. So I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. My whole is changing right now because of this. I start saying What is going on here? Then, then, then not get, oh man, this is so good. We, I don't even, we got time we got mad time so we're going to keep discussing it for me noticing it was when i didn't get it and i'm like what what is going on i had a quiet time, time to my mind, what are you doing here you know like yeah and then leaving situations and and not feeling what I, what I what i was looking for so if i'm looking for a void to be filled and it's not filled it makes you kind of question you said something very key you're giving away yourself you're giving up like your soul your your giving concept is huge. I just want to delve into that a little bit. Um, what is sex? So we talk about and we're told as we're growing up just not to do it. They never t- tell you the why. We talk about that's right? That, that's a huge mm-hmm. thing, but we don't actually talk about or delve into what it is. It's it's a dirty word in church. It's not a dirty word. And I think that's part of the problem. That's why they're so, uh, uh um, it's because people are scared to talk about it but there is the spiritual connection that occurs when you have that occurs and the biggest thing i want to focus on is not just the soul but there is a you're giving some when you do that and you're not getting you're just you're depleting yourself you're depleting when yourself every instant tell me about it, so go ahead. Mm-hmm. Talk that's it. it. <laughs> you said
1: it right there. You're depleting yourself, and that's why immediately it, it brought me to mind of the Samaritan woman because what did she mm. keep doing? She kept going back to the well, getting yes. searching for water, and still coming back empty. She kept going back empty yes. every single time, you know, and it's just like that's how it was. I would go get sex and leave empty, Jesus. go get sex and leave empty. And it's like, Jesus said, are you tired of that yet? Are, are no. you done? You know, like, okay. It's like he was saying, Marie, are you done? Are you good now? Did that, Oh, did that interaction help you? Did that fulfill you? Are you full now? That part, you know, and I wasn't full. I felt more empty. And so that's the thing. Like when you're feeling depleted like that, you know, you have to figure out why, why am I giving sex away? You know, for me, I was missing love. I, one of the things that I never got in my, in my, I'm still working on it. Look, this is a lifelong process. Okay. So one of the things that I never truly unconditionally received was love. I always had to give something in order to receive and whether, you know, even within my family, with my mom, I had to go do something first before her, before she would show affection. I had to get good grades before she would say, hey, I'm proud of you. I had to do something right in the house, good, you know, cook a good meal or something. I had to do something right in order to receive any type of affection. In order to receive affection from a man, I had to give him sex. I had to give him my body. So it I didn't know what love was. I had no idea what love was. And I was yearning for somebody to just approve of me. I was yearning to be validated. I used my marriage for that. I wanted my marriage to validate she is worthy. That's what it was. I was looking for someone to say, you are worthy. I want you. And if they if they acted like they were, that I was not worthy enough, guess what I did? I gave away my body. Is that worthy now? Is this worthy now? You know, if I give you good sex, is that good enough for you now? So I, it was a validation. It was worthiness. I was yearning to be validated. I was yearning to be loved. I was yearning for someone to say regardless of all your flaws, I'm going to love you anyway. You don't have to give me your body. That part. You don't have to that give up those pieces of you. You know? And so like I said, that's a that's a journey that I'm still on. I haven't quite conquered it yet. You know, but Jesus. what I have conquered it is the triggers. Yeah. You yes. know. Yes. That's the thing. Like you have to figure out why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing it because I'm giving and receiving love? Am I doing it because, like, whatever the the situation, it do not even have to be about sex. Whatever that the hurt. situation that is, hurt. why am I doing this? You know, is the reason I feel like if it's not love and it's not peace, you don't need to be doing it. That part, yeah, you just don't need to be doing it. Doing it. You know, because everything else is 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 if it's if it's done in fear, it's it's wrong
0: my God, my God, the, the, the issue or the woman, uh, you know, that came to the well to meet Jesus. And she, she was your, your, your whole assessment of, of what happened with her. You know, like the fact that Christ, here's the thing about struggling with. One of the things I have a problem with is that people often like think that Christ is this person and that's not who he is. He already knows what you're struggling with. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're, Hey, if you could click, let me just see because sometimes this freezes up on me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's if you could click click out and click the link again, I'm gonna talk, keep talking while you jump in. It's okay. not okay to stay up, so it just hold on, it is, it's not you. Um, but as she's it's the whole vibe that we think like we have to hide stuff from Christ. That's not like that's not how this process works. He's he, he sees it all. He knows it all. He knows our voids. He knows our, that we have problems with. Like, like he, he sees the struggle already, and so we feel like we have to hide stuff to the things that we're struggling with from other by other means, and that's not necessary because he already know. Well, he simply said, "You know, go home to your husband, right?" And and the thing about it is, you know, he solution loose, up the situation. Listen, I, let's 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 dig, dig into it a little bit. That's the way Christ works with them layers. He wants to give us an opportunity to be transparent yes. and honest before Him because He He already knows. And so He but it's not honest thing. with he Him. Said, it's
1: about being honest with yourself. because yes. He knows that yes. He needs you
0: to be honest with you. With you. Yeah, that part. Oh, oh my God. Doesn't. And so then He tells her, you know, and uh, you know, you had five hundred. Not even you. Like He knows all. Of of this already. And he didn't say it to judge her. He said mm-hmm. it to honesty. Let's be realistic. Some I think some of us stay in the place that we are in sometimes because they need to be real with ourselves. Let's be honest. A lot of us stay What the Holy Spirit
1: just scared. like literally what the Holy Spirit just revealed was as you're sitting here yes. talking, he's like I'm asking mm-hmm. you to see if you're going to be honest with yourself. If you can yes. be honest with yourself, you're ready. Yes. You're ready. Yes. You're ready to yes. move forward, you're ready to heal. You're not in denial anymore," he said. When you Jesus. are no longer in denial, you're ready to heal.
0: That's it. Part. That part. That. Cool. That is exactly when he's ready to do to make that assessment. When you when you come to that conclusion, that realization, like, like this is who who he is, right? I, I I want him to be that person that draws out. We talk about mental health savvy, right? We t- try try. To dig mm-hmm. in people because I, I think that church should be that way. I think we, and church is just the place where people come and they fake and they put on faces in front sometimes. And I'm not saying what's going on. And then they go back to their lives and they never address the issues that they actually have throughout. Like they come and they, Absolutely. they worship in, in a social club. You know, and I'm not knocking the soul, of it, but church is supposed to be a place where you're healed right? Where you're getting access to healing, missing all of this time is, it's just that mindset that, that listen, like I, I'm coming here to bear, like we said, transparency and honesty with yourself first. If you're not honest with you, why is God against what you, did, what you utterly desire? So if I'm not ready, right. for God, if I'm not ready to be part of me, because I'm not coming before him, like there is work that we have to do on this. He does the the work in us, the work around us, but it's our job to make the choice to come to him. He He won't force
1: Yes, absolutely. Look, I've been saying it for, I don't know how long, like, I feel like we go to the church and we make everything like God is supposed to be doing all the work. God always points it back to you. If you're, whatever the situation is, he's always like, okay, but what about you? What about you? Like, let's address you. It's all about you. It's all about me when I, when he can address me, when he can address you and make it about that, then he can help with the rest. But if everybody just keeps going to these establishments, to these buildings and calling it church and saying, okay, well, we're doing this together. No, if I can't be transparent with you and tell you I have a sex problem without you judging me, without you shaming me and me feeling shame to express myself. Yes, not it. Because there is that no hurts. shame. There is no shame with God. So if I don't have to be ashamed with him, why am I going to no be ashamed no with you?
0: condemnation to them which are in Christ. We go and we feel condemned about stuff that he already yes. freed us from. No. Oh. No. Yep. And it's the other thing. The the the, the concept of, of... I just wanted to dabble back a little. I somebody, whoever's listening. We got some folks listening. We got the, the YouTube up. We got the Facebook up. We got the web linkedin up. We have Twitter up. We got everything going on right now. And then we have the people that we're going to be marketing to. Whoever hears this gets gets understands this this very message that we're leaving with you. We don't drop you a bunch of gently This one, listen. First of all, stop being fake because God doesn't require you to do that. That's with yourself. So you get the actual healing that you need. The other thing I want to tell you is when you're giving yourself, a, be really conscious of of whether or not the person you're giving are they even worth it? You're, I think part of it in our creed, I'm going to pull it up because it hits home. Um, it, it gets me every time I read it. But the Bible makes us all these promises. God makes us over 8,000 promises. All of that I'm going to read to you, but here's the thing about the promises. They tell you who you are because sometimes you are. And so when you forget who you are, you do stuff that, that's Reflective of a person who doesn't. Once you find your identity in Christ, once you understand who you are, you don't move the same way. Certain We're honest. We're human. We find ourselves falling short sometimes. But when you know who you are, you cannot give yourself. You let anybody have you. One, you're giving up again. And like we said before, you're depleting yourself. You're giving. So don't deserve it. You're giving away your joy. You're giving away peace. You're giving away comfort and all sorts of other stuff. You're giving away your time, your energy. You're giving away so much stuff, giving it, and you're not getting anything in return for that. That's a problem. But here, this those that are checking it out, you y'all know, we at promiseschurch.org. It's simply this. You are worthy. Your hard work faith matters. You matter. You are chosen. You are royal. You are part of a holy nation. You are salt. You are light. You're above and not beneath. You're a lender and not a borrower. You are more than a conqueror. You're an overcomer of God. You were made with fear and wonder. You were made in the image of God. You are God's workmanship. You are different. You are justified. You are redeemed. You are a joint heir with Christ. You are a new creature. You are complete. You lack nothing. You are worthy of good things. You are alive. You are beautiful. You are praying of all of this is that you are loved. And I think a lot of times we do what we do because we forget that we're God. Created us to be. We forget that He loves us through everything. I don't care what some of us have had rough upbringing. You know, even you know having sex at thirteen. That doesn't take away from who God created you to be. It does not take away from who He said you. It doesn't matter what. And and I'm not saying it doesn't matter because it does matter. It matters what you went through because that's a testimony. But it does not take away from the person. that God created you to be, and so if you your relationship uh, with sex, like we've described, right, and you're you're not conscientious about opportunity to kind of look in the mirror and see yourself the way that God sees you, so that you're not giving because anybody, any old body doesn't deserve you. That part. Um, let me jump into this question about your healing process, because that's what people look. We talked about how bad it gets, how rough it gets, how
1: you said it. It's a process. This is not something that's just oh, one one and done. It's not. You can go you do be so good, got to got to got to got it, got it, got it and bam. It's like, "Whoa. What just happened?" Yep. But here's what it yep. is that I've learned to do. One, I stop condemning myself when I did it. Right? Number 1. Okay, God, I slipped up. Did it again. <sighs> Take a deep breath. But why? What are my triggers? What is yes. it that I'm yearning? Yes. If I'm yearning, if, I, if I'm doing all those things again, show me what it is. What are my triggers? Yes. Okay. So it's not even about, uh, I wish people would get out of their head that God expects us to be perfect. Yes. And I'm not saying yes. that because we are wanting to get away with all kinds of stuff. That's not what I'm saying. He expects progression. He mm-hmm. expects upward movement. He expects momentum. Like, let's get this going. Let's yes. work on this healing. You know, let's be yes. honest. Let's continue to be honest. Like I said, this is a process. When God told me it was going to be a process, I didn't know how long it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be a few months. I've been going through this process for the past few years by myself. And it's yes. like, okay, is this process ever done? He said, no. He said, I, he said, I will complete in you what I have started. You are not complete until I have finished. You are. I'm not finished until you are complete. Period. If I'm not complete, I'm not finished. I'm working on that completion. That completion is a process. And one of the things that I've had to do, like I said, was meditate. Meditation is huge to me, you know? And when I say meditate, I'm literally mean meditate. You know, when I picture Jesus going up on the mountain, every time he went to pray, I don't think he went and was talking the whole time. I think he learned how to meditate. I think he learned how to get quiet before God and hear. You can't hear yes. if you're too busy. Listen, if you, uh, you can't hear if you're too busy talking get quiet. You don't have to be loud. You don't have to be all get quiet. I promise you, I can just picture Jesus on the hill, just meditating, just like getting away from the noise, getting away from society, getting away from your friends, getting away from the men, getting away from whatever you got to get away with, get away from and just meditate, do what you have to do. That healing process literally started the actual healing, that uprooting of the trauma from years and years of abuse. That started coming up. It's not all up, it's not. This is a continuous process, and I will not sit here and tell somebody yes. it's been easy. It's not been easy. I mean, I've been on the floor, hunched over, crying, laid Cry out, straight, come on, just like Woo. I mean, snot everywhere, just like I mean, a hot mess. But when I when you get up from that, talk about the peace. Woo! It's like a piece. It's something that I I can't even describe. But it's What's like once I'm is, done, surpasses
0: all understanding.
1: Yes, yes, it is. It truly is that way. And it's like once you open up and you, for me through meditation, right, and just getting to myself and just getting before God, getting before His Word, and just allowing Him to speak to my soul, my spirit, my mind. Like allowing yes. Him to speak to me. It's like okay, once I'm done having my fit, once I'm done crying, once I'm done doing whatever it is that I'm doing. It's like, okay, baby, you're good now. And I get yes. up and it's like this strength that comes on me and it's like a whole new wisdom, a whole new knowledge. It's it's some like I said, it can't be described. Um and I and that's and that's something that I desire to teach people. But I feel like, you know, the church, when you say meditation, they're like, oh, just reading the Bible. No, meditation is deeper than that. Meditation is way deeper than that. Yeah. And it's about yes. getting quiet. It's about getting your soul and your spirit quiet because, you know, yes. I can't remember which prophet it was that was on the cliff. And he kept saying, well, what are you, God? And he kept, and he was looking at it. It's not in the earthquake. What he say "It's not in the fire. It's not in this. And it was a soft whisper. Voice. If we can. Yes. Yes. If, if we can just hear that softness. God is not loud. He's not rambunctious. He's not like all this extra. You know, he's very soft and very gentle, but you have to get quiet to hear him. So that was my biggest part of the process. And honestly, when I say renewing my mind, again, that's a process. Sin happens in the mind before it happens physically. The physical area is not the sin. It's the mental. You're already sin. It's what you think That's already happened. So even if you haven't performed it, it's already done. It's already done. Everything happens in the spirit before it happens in the natural. So it's already done. So now what God is like, okay, Marie, you got to retrain your mind. You got to retrain your thoughts. You know, that means stop talking the way you used to stop talking. Stop listening to the same music that you were listening to. Stop practicing, meaning uh, let's be let's be honest. Let's stop thinking about those sexual inter- encounters and being like, oh, my God, I need another one. You know, like it's, it's about going, it's about doing all of that work and recognizing when you're thinking about it. It's about the recognition. It's about yes. the acknowledgement and the honesty and the transparency and the work. This is work. This is not, okay, I prayed about it and it's
0: done. No, it's not. It's work. Thing. That's the part I want y'all, y'all, I hope y'all heard everything she said. Cause it's real. Like the Bible taught them pray. And I think we get prayer mixed up with you know uh what it actually is prayer is it's, it's a conversation you speak right sometimes you go to god you got a little bit to say and he speaks sometimes you're silent sometimes you're just talking to, it goes both ways we get it confused and i think that's part of the problem we're looking for a how to shut up when he's when he's speaking we we talk we, we we go and so uh laying prostrate before god fasting i'm not gonna hold you the old stuff some of it still works die fast that helped me fasting helped helped me a whole lot right the worship music and if i'm trying to heal from this i can't listen to the stuff that i was listening to before it just doesn't make sense. absolutely stuff, some other stuff that reminds me of who i am so i don't go back to the stuff that i went to that part that's huge healing process like you said it's an ongoing thing i need you to understand what she said because that's huge. It's not a one and done. Um you you, you talk to addicts for any you know, uh, uh alcohol, addicts, mm. you know, abusers, whatever, they'll tell you it's it's you gotta keep going to alcohol anonymous or, or you know uh in a you have to keep going because process and you mentioned the word triggers. So let's be very clear about that. We still we are on a rough day I might think all right I got it I might go <laughs> Back to that way of thinking, right? Because it's normal. What I, I learned to do for me would help me kind of heal uh, was putting stuff in the place of but the right stuff in the place of the voids that that were open and empty. Yeah. And so, if I have a wound, say you know I had a rough day today, what do we really need to be doing to make my day not rough? What is going to actually actually make sense? It's not getting some. That's not, not going to change the fact that I had a bad day or in the middle of bad. Day in the middle of my day, me trying to get some after the fact is like that's it's too bad. we had a bad day, but it's up to me to make that choice to change it. What things actually? Mean. Let me go pray song on real quick. Let me read this this word. Let me do this. Let me call yeah. a friend. Let me call a friend. doing things that actually fill the void. Right, right. Why? Let me stop and think. you know emotional intelligence. Am I having a bad day? And that's one thing out of my entire day. Let let me reframe uh, this situation back on track. Let's let right. do things that make sense. Not stuff that, that's uh, reactive stuff. Yeah. Uh, doing and that kind of thing. I think it, it goes a, a long way. We all, this is not just, this is, we're talking about sex specifically, um, but it, it goes beyond that. Uh, having a bad day and not having a, you give yourself up. You're even more lost. So it makes sense doing things that have value. The healing thing, like you said, and we're calling it the healing process. You can look back, though. One thing I, and you can tell me if, if I'm wrong, uh, Maria, but you progress and say, I'm not in the same space that I was in before. Absolutely. That part. of us. He's not expecting perfection. He's not expecting us to no longer be triggered. He'll up, up every now and again. That's not his expectation. That's why we continue to need him, right? That we make efforts and strive to get from yes. where we were
1: to this new place. Ooh, and you Lord, just said it. That's why we continue to need him. Because yes. oh, if we did it, yes. if we perfected ourselves in that, what would what would we need him for? Like if he's like, yes. oh, you're perfect. You don't need me anymore. <laughs> no, it's a continual thing. Like I, and it's not even. Let me say this, it's not it's not that he needs us, right? He doesn't need yes. us. I need him. Yes. A hundred percent. I need him in so many uh-huh. different ways. Like if, if he is not here, right. I mean, there's so many different areas in my life that I would have already went off the hinges on, you know. But that's yes. the thing. Like it's not, it's it's about man, God, I need you. I cannot yes. do this on my yes. own. There is no way I can do this on my own. There are too many yes. triggers in life. There are too many situations that occur, thoughts and memories that keep popping up, even without you even giving them permission to, you know, it just pops yes. up. and It's like, whoa, where did that come from? I went, I had no thought about it. I could be at
0: work. That part, I'm a man <laughs> all the time.
1: <laughs> it's like, what? This is not what, wait a minute. I could be in the middle of, of typing a sentence no like, all, that Yep. Wait, like, I don't no even way. make any sense. <laughs> You know, but that's the thing, like we, God does not need us, but we definitely need him. And everything is done in him, his strength, his power, his peace. It's all about, but here's the thing. Everything is done in him, but everything in him is in us. Yes. Literally,
0: it is in God us. Is with, uh, listen, that's the part we forget. He deposits himself in us. When the Holy Spirit, a deposit of the Holy Spirit is in us. And not only is it in us, but it continues to grow. The more we serve him, the more we he grows in us. And so yes, God within us, God that part, I want to close out on this question because I think, you know, like, and then those that, you know, my clients, shout out to all of y'all. Y'all know, I don't ever like marriage counseling and all that. I get you on a bad note. I don't want to, mess nobody stuff up or they day or they mind and nothing. To, we got to end on a positive note. This And this question is very deep for me and I'm excited to answer it, but I, I'm a, let our guest Maria tell y'all what does a healthy relationship with sex look like. <laughs> that part,
1: praise God. Oh, what would I imagine into? What would I imagine it to look like? Right? What I believe yes. it would honestly look like. I would have to say, sex—a healthy sexual relationship, a a healthy sexual desire with my partner, with my husband would have to be just pure love and just intimate where we can just pour into each other. We're serving each other in the moment, you know, not serving just physically, but emotionally, like we can just pour into it right here. And we had two faucets going in at the same time, you know, that would be a healthy sexual relationship. We're both depositing, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. Like we can both, even what I'm lacking, he's still depositing, you know, and vice versa. And when we come together sexually, it's like an explosion. It's just like, it just happens, you know? And I just feel like it's, it's going to be a different type of pleasure. It's going to be a different type of, Peak. <laughs> Let me say it yeah. like that. Yeah. Everything about I'm, you know, that's what I'm believing for. It like everything about that sexual encounter is going to be completely different. One because I'm healed and I'm yeah. not doing it yes. out of fear. I'm not doing it out of control. Yeah, I'm not doing yes. it out of loss, or I'm not doing it because I need love. I'm doing it because I am love. Yeah. I'm giving my husband an expression of my love, right? And my husband oh, my is giving God. me an expression of his love. And when that happens, man, I think about, look, I'm a huge um, Marvel fan, right? (laughs) So when I think about it, I think about that. There's uh, there's a scene where I think it's Captain America and Thor. Thor with his hammer and Captain America with his shield. And there was a scene where it was so explosive that they both was just like, Yes! You know, that's what I'm wanting it to be. That's what I would imagine a healthy sexual relationship
0: listen though, you just that there's a clip i want you guys to check out it's a clip with um viola i mean it's a, a whole interview i didn't watch the whole thing i just saw the clip and that it changed a whole lot literally the clip was uh, viola davis was explaining how she met her husband she had had a friend that just basically you know so ask god for exactly what you she- what run mm-hmm. down a list of what you're looking for and she, she got exactly what she asked god for right and so i mean that vibe because you're speaking and agreeing with you through the screen that what you're asking for you're gonna get the vibe for me what what sex looks like is exactly exactly what maria said she said something she touched on it a little bit but it's a sus. Think about the, the way the father loves us that's how that should be a healthy relationship with him he's selfless he was selfless with us and we're expected to be the same and so and the mm-hmm. second thing like you said is it's an equal pouring. it's an equal feeling it's you know uh you know feeling depleted right like i gave of my, myself you gave of yourself but there, there's that other parts you no know, not being unequally yoked with uh unbelievers and we we take that and we throw that box about you know being on one accord it's about a a husband leaving his mother and father and clean central theme is there is a oneness that has to occur right if you're Mm -hmm. dealing with somebody that's not you're going to be depleted period you know you're going to find yourself empty if you're for you there's an equalness that goes on you don't leave feeling depleted you leave feeling full that's what a healthy relationship and you're you're not using and here's the thing too because I think sex is deeper than we make it out to be in, 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 in church too. Like, I think it's a deeper, it should be healing. That part,
1: Absolutely. when it's with the right
0: person, it should be healing. It's just stuff, but it has to be with the right person. That's the, the that's how God, the divine room is undefiled. Oh, You can do whatever you want in there because look, whatever you got to get out, whatever you got to work out, whatever it does, driven solely, whether it's healing whether it's you know like you said emotional spiritual it's so the moment i'm telling y'all this right now mark my words the moment you feel depleted because you know, sometimes if you do it right you're tired i'm not talking about that <laughs> i'm saying the moment you feel emotionally drained is the moment you should reconsider one who you're ha- having sex with and what else is going going on with it's not adding up that right part. so I, I that's a big assumption that's a big jump a big Statement. The moment you get to that point is the moment you should reconsider who you're giving yourself to. God. When you have a, a commune situation with God, an interaction with God, eat it afterwards. You feel full. You feel whole, and God is pleased because you made the time. He leaves interactions with. all oh, I'm preaching. God leaves inter- interactions with you feeling the so We expect our encounters with, with sex or with our. Partner, a person which having said, why would he? Expect? He yep. created it for that. It's a thing. It's a vibe. Maria, let people know, you. Any last, final thoughts and whatever you got, give it to them.
1: Oh, we. So yeah, I think that the best thing that I can honestly say, acknowledge, 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 and like God says, reason with Him. We don't have mm-hmm. to be ashamed to go sit with him. Just reason with him and allow him to pour into yes. you. Allow him to, to the really just to just talk to you so gently and so softly. And I promise you, you will get through the process. And this is a process. And as long yes. as you keep remembering that, and remember, he does not require perfection. He requires perfection processing. He requires progression. It's not about perfection. It's about progression. You get better and better every single day. That's why he said your grace is new every day, every day. It's new every day. This is not just a one time thing. He said every day it's new. So yeah, that's it right there. Just sit with them, reason with them, acknowledge, hey, and cut that cord, whatever it is that it is that's, you know, causing those triggers and causing those things, let it be done, cut it off. You know, if you got you look, you mentioned it earlier. Drug addicts, you know, and things of that nature. They know they have boundaries. They don't keep going back to the same drug houses. Alcoholics, they know they can't go back to the same. They can't go back to the bars. They can't hang with the same family members or the same friends. You gotta have to cut some cords. There's some people you gonna have to cut off. Some places you're gonna have to cut off. Some movies, some music, some
0: images. You
1: gonna have to cut it off. You know, until you find out what what is healthy for you until you find out why you're doing what you're doing honestly until you learn to love yourself and you yes. can say no and you can
0: say no because you love yourself you get it listen this is maria leal is our art she's our special guest she has father to father to daughter dot make sure you check her out and she's going to give you um i'm going to say this last statement in social sites or anything i want you to give it all all to him. We're gonna post her information like I said in our e blast. We're gonna post it. Everybody has it. I want y'all to check her out. She's amazing. Uh, shout out to Sus- Susanna Limic of 110 recruiting who passed off the information. I'm so glad Yay. she did. Um, Maria, this is definitely not going to be the having the kids, and I I definitely want to have a discussion about that. But I also think we only scratched the surface with this. So I'm about to define find another topic for another combo because we gotta bring her back. Um, but I hope you understand you know uh, how unhealthy relationships with sex but we also are talking about the fact that you don't have to stay in that space um Absolutely. y'all know how we get down um, check us out info at promiseschurch.org uh, is our dot org. um we do do therapy we do group sessions for free individual sessions you know with you if you're a member you get a discount all that good stuff we're trying to help people heal out here so that's the main goal yes of- that's the- give yes. them your sights tell us your Okay,
1: so again, fathertodaughter.org. That's where you're gonna find a lot of my writing. If you want to listen to me, you can go to matters of the heart with Maria Leo on YouTube. If you want to just get some good little nuggets, you can go to Instagram and Facebook. It's all under father to daughter. um, Father to daughter ministries. I'm all there. Hey, and you and I've been saying it. I'm even on LinkedIn now. So you're going to see my face yep. everywhere. You're going to hear my voice everywhere. This is yes. not the last time you've heard me. So, yes, just come find me. I Look, my my heart is for the people. My heart is for the women, God's women, God's daughters. That's why it's called Father to Daughter because it's about the yes. father to the daughter to you. And, hey, yes, I'm here for it. I'm here for it.
0: Yes, I love you. Thank you so much. Y'all, thanks for watch- watching. Again, what we're going to do, give me about 20 to put this up as a podcast so you can just hear just the the audio um we're gonna also you know tweet that up we're gonna chop it up chop the footage up so that we can do our small clips on instagram our little large have some clips some snap clips for you on youtube but thank you so much for watching thank you uh, we yes we appreciate it Not for like one minute just so i can thank you you know outside all of this but y'all we love y'all we appreciate